Sometimes it comes out Tuesday, sometimes on Thursday. You'll get it when you get it. But it's always a delight when it does show up in your <laughs> podcast feed. Um, should we should we start? So I, I have updates. Oh, man, I have a really big one, too. Okay. So I know we both have updates, but speaking of Wasp, I have to mention this. Um, I was in North Carolina this weekend visiting my friends who had a baby, and uh, they had – the husband had, like, a tennis racket-looking thing, but, like, with a shorter stick and shorter mm. handle – and um, it was an electric it, it, fly swatter. Yeah. I've seen those. Um, I killed a fly with it, and it was one of the most satisfying things in the world. And, like, then I didn't know I'd gotten it. I was like, wait, did I get it? And then the smell of burning fly permeated oh. the room. And I was like, I got it. <laughs> I don't think I've actually ever gotten one in one of those, so I never have, like, thought about, yeah, it would smell. Um, I think I told everybody in the house about it and to the point that my friend was like, uh, well, Laurel, you know, the reward should be just knowing that you got it, but we will also, you know, say good job. <laughs> so what is your update? Listeners will know what a trial this has been for me. But finally, my next door neighbors, the ones of the loud oh. parties, the ones of loud party-ish conversations on their balcony at 4 a.m. on a Wednesday, the ones of putting their trash out on Fridays and leaving it there all weekend, have moved out. This is where we need that, like, like, when you sound, like, really, like, up, you know. Guys, a banner has fallen (laughs) behind uh, Laurel that says, Mission Accomplished. There is confetti cannons going off it's incredible yes leo is beside himself with excitement um this also means that the dog that they had they got sometime in the last like four or five months that i don't think they knew how to take care of uh has also moved out so um because i would just hear the dog barking and them yelling at the dog and i'm like well how about you i thought you said you're saying you heard the dog barking and then yelling and i was like no hold on a second (laughs) like it feels like a like you need to call a circus or the news or something. <laughs> no, that was, um, but guys, I mean, also might I say it was one of the slowest move outs I've ever seen. Like I, I knew they were definitely moving when I rode down in the elevator with one of the residents and she had one of those like, you know, wagon carts and it was full of like kitchen odds and ends. And I was like, dare I hope. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like over I time I saw stuff and now their balcony is completely empty. The twinkle lights are gone. I hope you didn't like brighten up when you saw that they were moving. Like both, and you're like, <gasps> like <laughs> just like, hooray! Like good night at all. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, anyway, it was just guys. I'm really excited, but now I just hope this doesn't mean I'm due for even worse neighbors next door. Oh yeah, that's that's the the crapshoot you got to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Um, what it could it, be better, but they could be worse. Yes. Um, what is uh, what is your update? Okay, so it's not an update, but it's a story that happened today that I was like, I have to talk about this on the podcast. I had to talk about it the second Tara got home. So I may have talked about this on the podcast. We talked about how when I started my new job, there was like phishing attempts where I was getting texts from someone claiming to be the CEO of my company just wanting to chat. No. So the CEO of my company... um, I don't mind saying who I work for, and this is all public information. Uh, Harold Ryan, he used to work for Bungie, which did Halo. So it, oh. it's kind of he's kind of a known name. If like you look him up, or you know you know you 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 know follow the industry and stuff like that. So it's not just like pulling it out of the air of just any company. So that would be easier for a fishing company to do. But so I join the company. Everyone's very nice. I start getting texts that say, "Hey Ryan." Um, it says, hey, Ryan, I'm on a conference call right now, but 
in an hour when I'm done, text me back and we'll talk. Harold Ryan. And I go, like, not saying, like, you know, uh, click here to do, like, no links. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, like, kind of a more in-depth phishing scam where it's, like, we got to hook you and then bring you in and then eventually do something, which is pretty complex, not just the ones that are, like, I'm the prince of Nigeria, yeah, send me or whatever. ones that know? are, like, or, discount Ray-Bans. Yeah, have you wanted to, uh, you, I could really use uh, your help sending me some gift cards. Mm-hmm. So, I sent it to my IT, and they're, like, yeah, it's a phishing scam. I was, like, wow, that's pretty complex. And, like, I got a few more of them. And, like, my company is very open. Like I have talks, you know, like I was surprised at how often the head of my studio talks to me. So there was part of me that was like, maybe he is texting Mm -hmm. me. This is kind of weird or whatever. So like it was like, no, it's a machine scam, whatever. So today we have a, what our studio lead, um, has billed as a, like all hands, Mm -hmm. you know? And he's like, Hey, there's some news I want to give out. Um, about like this historic landmark we've reached with our studio. And I was like, oh, I'm, with hiring or something like that. So I'm like, oh, maybe we've reached like, you know, X amount of people, whatever. And then we get in the meeting and we're there early. And like, again, they're real open. So everyone's just talking about stuff. Like I got there early and he was asking me, I said, I, he asked what I've been up to lately. I said, oh, we went, uh, we were ta- just BSing. We we're talking about, I, I can't remember the word, floating the river. I was like, talking about floating the river in Austin. Anyway. Um, we're all talking, people are joining the group. Um, all of a sudden this one, like there's one person in the group that's just named user and we're like, that's weird. Uh, must be some weird zoom thing that Mm -hmm. doesn't go through. All of a sudden user changes to like this woman's name, like Alex. And it's like, hello, hello. Hey, can everyone hear me? Hello. And we're like all kind of like looking around and it's like, all of a sudden it pops up and it's a woman like dressed in like business casual. But she's like, hi, hi, everyone. Hey, it's me, Alex. I, I've just joined your company, blah, 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 blah. And she's like really talking like that, really bubbly. And we're all just like staring like what is going on right now? And she's like, yeah, uh, Harold Ryan hired me. So, you know, this is a new thing that you, we wanted to talk about in this meeting and blah, blah, blah. And she's like way too bubbly for like, you know, there's part of me that's going, I guess maybe this is a new head of HR or something. Or like talent or acquisition or talent, or, you know. Or like, you know, yeah. Ret- some, retention. But, like, I'm going like that's not what they talked about. It, this meeting was supposed to be for the studio, not for the whole company. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. And like even uh, our our studio head Dave is looking a little weirdly at her, and like we're like, what's going? On? She's like, she's like, oh no, it's you guys aren't replying to me. And I'm like, is this a recording? Like what's happening? I'm like, is this some kind of weird viral marketing? Has someone gotten into our call? Mm-hmm. Tara talks about like in her industry, it was a big thing during quarantine where people would get into their calls and can you know yeah zoom bombing you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Zoom bombing. So I'm like, are we being Zoom bombed? What's going on? So then she starts calling out people by name. So I'm like, okay, this isn't a video. And then she starts saying things. But I was like, hey, I heard you just recently, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And then she goes, hey, Ryan, how are things in Austin? And I turn off my camera, turn off my microphone, and just start slacking everybody being like, does anybody know who this woman is? Like, what is going on right now? What's happening? And people are like, I don't know who this is. And I'm like, this is really weird. Should someone say something? I'm like, okay, let's slack Dave. Because if someone is trying to fish us, like, people, she's like, hey, how's this going? People are kind of responding like, it's, it's good. And I'm like, <laughs> that is not cool. Like, because, like, this is not a bad thing. And eventually, she's like, hey, like, her whole thing, she's like, Harold Ryan hired me. And it's very suspicious because she's like, Harold Ryan hired me, and he gave me – I can't remember the password to this website so I can get on and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is really 
I start writing in. I write in the chat. I go, I have just been the victim of like fishing. People have been trying to fish us for information. I need Dave to tell me he, he knows what's going on. And she says, hey, Dave, someone's in the chat. Because she goes, I want to show you this guy's this picture. Let me share my screen. Hey, Dave, someone's in the chat's got a question for you. And I think it's really important that you answer it, maybe for him and for everybody listening. And Dave looks and goes, guys, this is an escape room I, I planned. <gasps> but I'm like, oh, like, and, and you see this like huge sigh of relief where we're like, Dave, like, you should have said something <laughs> like we like imagine you and I went out. I told Tara this. I go, imagine I took you out to dinner in an Italian restaurant halfway through the waiter's like somebody shoot at the chef. I need <laughs> you to come back here and help. And it's like, what's happening right now? So then it was like really, really fun after that. But, you know, and good for her for staying in character because she was dying in the room. Like everyone was just staring at her. And she's trying to get like engagement and involvement and what she what needed to happen immediately was like dave said like surprise hey guys i'm doing an escape room is kind of a team building activity yeah (laughs) and i will say at the end like part of me it did not i go i go so we can never do this again you'll never be able to spring this on us again ever 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 i'm like this was a lot of fun by the end and there's part of me that's like i'm glad it went this way Mm mm-hmm but at the time, I, my adrenal gland was just like squish adrenaline like all throughout my body. I was like, what is going on? I'm like, somebody needs to, to, to like recognize. And if she was going to call me again, I was just going to say, hi, I, I'm sorry, I can't answer you. Dave, what is happening right now? Like, And I will say afterwards, our uh, uh, executive producer was like, uh, I want to just thank everybody for being so good about not giving information i was gonna say also like way to really protect company information yeah well it was like all like like and that was the other thing i was like hey did you give her information about us i don't think she said ryan's and how's austin she's like oh how's working remotely or something like that Uh. that was really whatever but i was like did you because at first i was like is she looking all this stuff up on social media to get things about us because she sent us something at the beginning about she goes Oh, like something about her Instagram page and sent a link to her Instagram, which is another thing that I was like, okay, someone's sending us an Instagram, like Instagram has a lot of phishing bots and stuff like, like this was just throwing up every possible red flag. And I think if you went in knowing it was an escape room, you'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. But like not knowing that stuff it was like, oh, this is a fun um, theme of like low level corporate espionage, but also like just kind of like this bubbly personality coming on and then. Tricking, and then at the end, she like turned around. She's like, "I did steal all your stuff." Like it was, it was really fun in its isolation. But at the beginning, like I got done with the call, and I immediately like slacked one of our, one of our producers. This 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 woman I know that I had one of the people I'd been like, "What is this? Is this real? What's happening?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I don't know. I don't know." And we're all like, "What's going on?" And I told her after, I'm like, "I feel like I just got off a roller coaster. Like that's the kind of yeah. like anxiety I feel." It was a lot of fun, but it was like. It was like getting on like a nice slow boat ride and finding out you're on like a roller coaster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was, I was just, I, and again, he was afterwards, he goes, yeah, I was hoping no one would notice that like I had weird people. Like I had, he had to send the link to the meeting again because he had to do it on his like phone email so that she could join. Like they had to do all this stuff and none of us noticed. But like in our industry, there's been things like, he goes, I'm glad no one noticed that like half of the, the studio was on the invite and not the full studio. Mm-hmm. And if someone goes, oh, yeah, that's happened to me before and I got fired. Like, that's what happens in our, our 
industry, unfortunately, is they'll go, hey, team meeting, and not everyone's invited, and you walk in. It's like, everybody here is no longer working with the company. Yeah. And I said, so I go, well, this is going to be a real problem if you do need to fire us that way, because we're all going to come in and be like, yay, oh, escape yeah. room. W- wonder what new activity we have today. <laughs> and they're going to be like, you're all fired. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> get your stuff. Here's your escape. You have to get all your stuff out of your desk and escape this, this office as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, I feel like, I mean, I'm glad it ended up being fun. I feel like I still would be like the whole time, like very still kind of shaken. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, again, she was very funny when you knew she was not trying to steal your money or your identity yes, or, or get you fired from your job. Yeah. When we were all like, we all knew what was going on. Like by the end, we were all really like laughing and having a good time. And I think some of it was because you get that anxiety and you have to release it somehow. And for me, it was laughing, but like, yeah, I'm still kind of, this sounds really ridiculous. Cause like, boy, how, how boring is my life that I'm saying this, but I'm like, I'm still a little bit on this high from this escape. room. Yeah. That's, um, wow. Yeah. That's, um, that's definitely, uh, a meeting I've never been in before. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I've never heard of it. I've never known anybody who's done it. And that's part of the thing is I did not see it coming at all. So I was just like, what I, I like I said, I immediately went into like lockdown, like, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm not following the social contract because I think that's what she's getting. Other people will be like, if someone talks to you, you should reply and you should like have a conversation. And nobody was like yeah. saying like, this is weird. No, like, str- like literally I, I remember at one point I go, she tried to talk to me. I'll, I'll be funny. I'll be like, haha, I don't talk to strangers anyway. Hey Dave, what's going <laughs> on right now? <laughs> oh, Dave. Um, anyway. the other thing I think we need to talk about that I texted you about that we did not discuss yes. in our last episode. I'm so mad at us about it is the new, uh, pa- parody Frasier, uh, preview. So it's kind of like, we've talked about this before when they do the, like, sleepless in seattle but it's like a a, a a kind of like a sexy thriller yes yeah or, or like when they re- remix the shining trailer to make it like yeah. a, a comedy a and stuff son, like, yes like re-connecting. and it always has Soulsbury hill playing and it just makes me laugh so much it's all do 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 jack torrance is having <laughs> trouble connecting to his son danny like, and he's like, having trouble with his book <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is like that only it's newer footage yes so it seems like a, a gritty Frasier sequel i guess yeah yeah kind kind of uh, kind of not a reboot but yeah i guess yeah a sequel and sealed seems very niles heavy i have to say everybody looks fantastic in it <laughs> well i think because the the premise of it is like the idea is Frazier's like coming for Niles yes. or something <laughs> like it's it's very but funny. it also seems like um, Niles may have some sort of secret that you know yes. Frazier's like kind of trying to blackmail him about it's it's funny because I'm kind of like into the idea of this and I don't think you could do a like it it would be inherently amusing if you did this but I think the idea of like a well-to-do brothers with one of them has a secret like you could like read it wouldn't be Frazier it'd be a whole new story but like well-to-do brothers with a cop father and one of them has a seat like you could like rewrite this like kind of with those oh yeah character sheets but it would be an actual thriller yes i will say the only thing i don't like about it is i wish they would have done because it, it, it's basically they just do the fraser theme song and then they add some echo to it mm-hmm. like if he had like actually re-recorded it in a minor key which i feel like is what they do in these shows all the time now it's like 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 do you remember the 
Us trailer where they play I Got Five on it, but it's like do do do. It's like a rap song, but it's real slow no, and like no, I don't remember a lot that. of strings. It's 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 real cool. But like you you've heard the things where it's like the haunting ver- like remix of a '90s yes, song. Like yes, that's what it was. If they'd be like, if they'd redone it, because that's the only thing that kind of took me out of it was the kind of they would see them was like he's like Niles, and, and it's obviously edited from like multiple like pieces of dialogue. It's like Niles, I'm coming for you. And then, hey, baby, I hear the bruise are calling. <laughs> but it's, like, real fast, and I'm like, okay. That was the only thing that took me out of it. But it's really good. I do feel like the uh, they they did a good job of finding, I don't know, appropriate clips, for lack of a better word, where mm-hmm. it, it, it all, I don't know, it all worked. I feel like the Kelsey Grammer ones might be from that show Boss that he was on. Um, I think it's Boss. I think some of it is Money Plane. Oh, God. Remember that time we were going to watch Money Plane? <laughs> I just, the more and more I heard about it, the more I was like, oh, no. Well, anyway. I uh, I think it's one of those movies that's like, we could watch a bunch of clips from it and be like, those were fun. But like, (laughs) now and a half, it's like, oh. Yeah, I'm never going to get that much of my life back. Um, I So just to be clear, especially people who haven't seen this, it's in our Facebook group, but it it is not actually a preview for a new Frasier iteration. Mm -hmm. It is just uh, one that was created by fans and everything. But it's very well done. And... Daphne looks great. Everybody looks great. Roz looks great. Roz is not in the trailer enough, in my opinion, but... Um, yeah, I don't know that she's done enough, like, serious... I mean, it's also you deal with the footage you have. It's yes. not like you can make a shot list. So. Yes, yeah. It's it's very Niles-heavy, and I'm very curious. We talked a little bit on there about what we think that's from in Niles. Like, he was on some scandal, I think, or no, uh, away with murder. Uh, Joe said he thought it was from The Good Wife, but... Um, oh, right, right. No, the... It says in the description um, what. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, um, what movie it's from? Let me see. I, I wrote it. I put it in here on the comment because. Um, let's see. Uh, it's called the, the perfect host. Hmm. That's right. That's right. It feel. Um, I feel like that. It feel. <laughs> I don't. This isn't a segue, but it kind of is. But I feel like it. It almost seems like the movie version of. <laughs> an unhappy landing or whatever it is the crane boy mystery they talk oh about yes <laughs> yes 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 um this segues us nicely though into the episodes for today so yes. uh should we hello get seattle oh. yes we will hello seattle i'm ryan i'm laurel and we're the craniacs uh we talk about weird meetings at work and celebrations that our neighbors are moving but also we talk about Frasier and today is no different as we dive into season nine episode 18 war of the words which came out on march 12th 2002 frederick is in town for the national spelling bee championship and niles is reminded of his days as a competitor in the bee himself there was a there should be an as in there that was a little i'm gonna have to go on and edit that on imdb is a little mistake but that's okay it's it's upsetting to have a grammar mistake in the episode about the spelling bee. True, true. This is this is the best Frederick episode in my opinion. Uh, it's I mean it's so a far. it's a really good Frederick episode. Uh, and, I, and I mean that from Frederick's per, like the perspective of Frederick acting. I looked him up on IMDb a little bit. Like he's still acting. He was mm-hmm. a, had a kind of a big role in some seasons of the magicians which is a big show on sci-fi like he does he has a lot of tv stuff he well, looks good he, he was in an episode of the office remember when i sent you like a picture i took of the screen he's um has a very small episode the one where they go to a junior college to like talk to the students mm. about oh the business yeah, yeah. well to talk, like for like a career fair he's one of the students who comes to their table to like oh yeah but he he's the one who um 
He's the only one who wants to work at Dunder Mifflin, but he's kind of pimply face. So Michael's like, no. Yeah, my cool yeah, kids. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's funny. I, I will say the pictures I saw of him now, it's kind of a little bit harder to tell. Like I, I wouldn't pick him out of a lineup and go, oh, "That's the kid from blah blah blah." Yeah, he was very much. Um, he was he was very much just slightly older Frederick in that office episode. I mean, I, yeah, I clocked yeah, yeah. him immediately. Right. Um. My first note here is off to a bad start with the Roz jokes, Frazier. Oh, I thought you were going to say off to a bad start with what Roz was wearing. That weird gold flower with like a corn cob on it that she was wearing pinned her (laughs) sweater. What? How would you not notice? I just stared at it. I was like, what is that? It was elevated in my eyes because of the 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 model it was on. Oh no, I don't know. I just didn't really. I just really noticed. I was also kind of like at my desk eating lunch so that might have been part of it but i did i did notice the jokes where he couldn't like again it felt like Roz. there's a couple of things i really didn't like in this episode but there's a lot of stuff i did enjoy but like her like keep trying to like be nice about the penny uh-huh. and him like kind of dismissing it. i wrote after this i go oh this is going to be one of those episode where Frazier's an a-hole isn't it and i don't think it tur- it was a little bit but i don't think that was the crux of the episode right right Sorry, I'm, I'm fixing my couch cushions here. Leo got them all. I'm like on the edge of the couch because Leo got them all misshapen. So now he's off the couch. So I'm going to just shift a little. Okay. Okay. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's okay. Um, um, so right off the bat that, with the Roz jokes, you were already feeling a little salty. I was, yeah, I was a little salty. And I will say I stayed salty in some parts. But for the most part, this ends up being essentially like the... Uh, like, I, I think maybe Rocky Five is the one that ends with them like fighting in the alley. That's the one I haven't seen. Like that Tara, when I got the Rocky movies, we sat down and watched everyone. I got to five. I'm like, all right, let's watch five. She's like, we're not watching five. <laughs> we, we're never watching five. And I was like, okay. But I did like that this one was very much a sports movie, but it was the spelling bee. Yes, it was as close to sports as the Crane Boys can get. Right. Well, and I, I, because of that, I liked like Martin seemed super into the spelling bee. Like this was like his thing with the boys, where he could feel proud of them, like they were you know hitting a home run or pitching yeah. a game or whatever. Um, but I liked that everyone played it as if like the joke wasn't one person was taking it very seriously and everybody else wasn't. It was everybody took it really seriously. Yes, yes. Um, I enjoyed the beginning when they were like when Frazier was like having Freddie practice and like Eddie was sitting there too. I just, I don't yes, know. I wolf. thought it was all really cute. <laughs> W-O-O-F. Wolf. I also enjoy when Martin was like, um, you know, maybe, you know, don't, don't put so much pressure on him. Have him do something fun. And Frazier says, I told him he could bring his clarinet. I, I like the bit where he convinced Frazier to say that to him. And then Freddie said, you know, it'd be a lot of fun is kicking butt in the spelling bee. Like, I like that. It was like, I will remember to have fun, but I also want to do well. Like, yeah. It wasn't one of those. I, I like that it wasn't an episode where it was like Frazier was pushing Freddie to do something he didn't want to do. Like, you know, it wasn't the tension came from outside and not inside. Yes. A little bit inside. But that was a good redemption story as well, where Frazier is apparently mouthing along the, the spelling because he's so into it. Like. Mm-hmm. It, they set it up in a good way that you as the audience never think maybe he was trying to cheat. It's just like, Oh, of course he was doing this. As soon as they said that they're like, you were mouthing the word, the letters. I'm like, Oh, I would probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is where I have to ask, are you a regular watcher of the national spelling bee? 
No, it's not something I have any interest in whatsoever. Oh, okay. So it is riveting. <laughs> um, yeah, it's riveting. First of all, it doesn't take place in Seattle, and it's it's much more. Um, I don't know. It's it's it, it, it. There's much bigger crowd than there was in that mm-hmm. scene. So I was like, this is like a very chintzy National Spelling Bee, but highly recommend right. the documentary from the early 2000s called Spellbound, which is about kids that go to the National Spelling Bee. Um, There's also a whole entire musical theater play. My nephew the, was in the, the 25th Putnam annual County. Putnam County Spelling Bee. Yeah, he was yes, in that. I've seen that. Yes, not your your nephew wasn't in the one I saw, but um, well, no, no, yeah, that'd be weird if you were like, yes, I saw the Plano West. <laughs> yes, because I yes I went I went to a Plano High School. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> musical I theater. Often, I often I often uh, you know judge UIL competitions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so but 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 real talk. Woodrow Wilson High School in Dallas. I don't know if they still have an amazing theater pro- musical theater program, but they did for years and classmates of mine from my private school ended up at Woodrow and so I went to their musicals all throughout high school and honestly mm. if I hadn't gone like you know if I hadn't gone to college stuff I might have still gone back and gone I mean they were Broadway caliber musicals oh, wow. they were so good you you couldn't go on spring break if you were in the musical which is like 150 kids because they rehearsed all during spring break and they That's... like signed a contract and willingly did not go on spring break Anyway, yeah, they they signed a contract because their <laughs> minds were still forming into fully formed things. And and was was like, it oh, legally sorry. binding? It was not because any contract yes. with a minor is null and void. But right. um, um, I but he mouths along and they accuse Frederick of of cheating and take away his. You know that was the other thing when he won. I was like, oh my god, this is great! Like I was literally like, mm-hmm. wow, this is great! I didn't think they'd do this in this. But they take away his his trophy, and he's you know there's a little bit of for a while he's mad at Fraser, but then Niles sits him down because Niles this whole story about Niles being like the, the the greatest speller that ever spelled, and like everyone recognizing it because usually I think they would have been like oh I was such a good speller and and Marty would roll his eyes or like but Marty was like. No, he was great. You could do this. He yeah, could, you know, it was like he was super into it. They were yeah. telling the story like they're telling the the Babe Ruth story. Yes, or something. And that then he just like he chokes and just like leaves the stage. But then you learn later he didn't choke. I, it's funny because I think at that point it's it's a little ridiculous. But like you're so invested in this almost it, it's a satire. This episode's a satire of sports things, you know, through the mm-hmm. Fraser lens. So at that point you're you're bought in on it. The fact that he's like. I understood that it didn't matter if I could spell. I just knew that I was a good speller and I was one with spelling or whatever. Yes. And he's like, so I walked away forever. And it's like, it's just ridiculous. But then he could impart that on to, you know, Frederick and be like, I knew the truth. And, you know, they could say a bunch of fake things. And it mm-hmm. gave him that confidence to be like, I am going to go to that that dinner. Or yeah. Whatever. I like that. I thought it was really great. I was also really surprised that at the end, it's Frazier who runs back and gets the trophy out of the trash. I thought it was going to be Niles. <laughs> I, I will say there's part of me that almost wishes it hadn't. It, they just let it in, not funny. Oh yeah, that's, that's like they would have just walked away, and it was because I think it was funny enough that we were getting the end of the like you did it, son. I don't need it. like again. It was adding to that satire, but uh-huh. then the little button. I mean, it was fine, but like I the fact that they're like I'm gonna outspell you in the streets, and they're like ooh, and the whole <laughs> like again. This is a, this is a, this episode is a universe where everyone's like yeah and they're like getting up in their chairs and like running outside and the guys like please please not at the celebration oh <laughs> which this, in itself was a great joke the celebration I was like slow claps slow I give me a so pun good. any day of the week give me a pun except on pun day I'm sorry hey you're you're cutting out what was that 
no, no, you were, you were, you were too, <laughs> you, 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 you paused for a beat. So I know you're lying. Um, I want to point out that for the third, at least Craniacs episode in a row, we have someone from Scandal as a supporting character. The guy who um, played the dad of the kid who challenged them, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, it's the actor Jeff Perry and he was in Scandal, a, re- a regular in Scandal playing Cyrus Bean, the like very corrupt chief of staff to the president. Um, and he also He's very close to a that guy. Uh, well, he's been in a ton of stuff. Yes, he's not a that guy to me just because I know who he is. Like, right. He he was also had a recurring role in Grey's Anatomy, um, where spoiler he died. Um, he played Meredith's dad, um, her oh, that she's estranged right, right, from. Right. Um, and yeah, because that show cannot allow any characters to have a normal happy life. Everyone close to them has to die. So even though she wasn't very close to him, anyway. What, what if they had one like resident nurse who just like or a doctor who like. Every time they see him, he's like, hey, everybody, how's everyone doing? Great. I had a great weekend. I went to the movies. Like, you know, just like this really, like, normal life. Yeah. And it's like. No one in my family got into a horrific once in a, bl- in a million accident. Yeah. <laughs> they all came over healthy, healthy, very nice. Good to see him. Had board game night. And they yep. left. It was great. Yep. Everybody got home safely. No car crash. And the, yeah. he just says that. He's like, okay, well, anyway, bye. And he just walks out. It's like, you know. And they're all like, I hate that guy. <laughs> I hate that guy so much. He's the worst. And in his mind, like, he's, like, friends with all of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love that idea. It's, it's like there was you, – you, do you understand the concept of the show Supernatural? It's yeah. two brothers who fight. Yeah, you, It's brothers. It. I guess I thought they hunted things, but they, they fight. Are they – They hunt uh, demons okay. and werewolves. As and one does. As one does. Uh, I like it because I like any show that's, like, rednecks fighting monsters. I always – it's, like, why I love Tremors. But anyway – there's a whole season where there's a there's a trickster god, um, and there's one where he starts putting them into television shows. And in the fiction of that world, they have a show called Doctor McSexy, I think, which is Love just Grey's Anatomy. So like, they all of a sudden are in a hospital and they're trying to remember why they're there. And as they're walking around, there's like a doctor with like long flowing, not long, but you know, kind of lo- mm-hmm. longer wavy hair, combed back, and he's like talking to one. She's like, I saw you last night with. Nurse Blow, he's like, I, that was nothing. I always, and they're just like watching him. They're like, and you see one of them realize what's going on, and he's like a little bit afraid to tell the brother that he knows what show they're in because then it would prove that he's been watching Dr. McSexy. Oh, <laughs> oh. He's like, we're in television. How do you know? Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, yeah, I just, I always love, I think it's called Dr. McSexy. It's something, it's something making fun of McDreamy. Yes. It's clearly a Grey's Anatomy. Like, whenever they go, there's like some, you know, diner waitress who's like, oh, did you see this last night? And they're like, no, we don't watch that show. And then they get stuck in it. One of them knows how to get out because he knows every episode. To continue to prove my point about Grey's Anatomy, McDreamy dies on Grey's Anatomy. McSteamy dies. Um, Oh, McSteamy went? I mean, what are we, like 19 episodes in, 19 seasons in at this point? Oh, McSteamy died. I I still watched the show when he died. I I actually, the episode where he, well, the episode where he is in the plane crash that ultimately kills him a few episodes later is when I stopped Mm. watching because I was like, these people have the worst luck in the world, and McDreamy gets like hit by a bus or something, right? Happy, so um, McDreamy gets into a car. Um, in, uh, he gets into a car accident, but like, is in a car hits him. I think he was helping at another car accident, and like, then a car accident happens as a result of like that one, and he gets like trapped or something. I I didn't I didn't watch the show at that point, so I don't. Yeah, I can't help you, but I think Sandra O oh just left. I don't not just left, but I think she just left like she her, i don't think her character oh died, yes she? yes no yeah her, like no, her, her character just left yes her character um leaves to go uh be a surgeon at some i think med school in europe maybe switzerland yeah perhaps? 
So good for her. Yes. They, yeah, she, she's one of the few who got to actually have a true send-off and not get killed off. So. Mm. Is Private Practice still on? The one no, the spin-off? No, no, that, that, that ended a long time ago. Oh, okay, I don't know. No, I, I, I couldn't tell you when, but all I know is that when I think something ended maybe three years ago, it usually means it ended seven or eight years ago. Mm, <laughs> like, if you were to ask me when Parks and Rec went off, I would be like, oh, 20, 2018, 2019. We've, it's like 2015. We've, we've passed the point that Parks and Rec jumps ahead to. I think it ended in 2015 and they had done like a three year jump to 2017 or 18 or something. Okay, I'm going to have to look that up. I thought it okay. was. L- well, you're, I was going to say, I thought it was later, but no, the triplets. Well, by the time it finally ends, the, her, Leslie's kids are like eight or nine. Right, right, right. We haven't passed that. Yeah, we, we haven't passed, passed that. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Are, oh, yes. We have. We have. Yes, we have passed where at the end of the where sixth fi- season, the year that they're fixing the the play the swing set. That's like the framing device for the last episode that is doing the flash forwards to what mm-hmm. happens. So we've passed whatever year they were fixing the. No, I don't. No, I'm saying that by then is when Leslie's kids were like eight or nine, maybe no. even ten. When they're fixing the swing set? No, that's still the year that they jump forward to with uh, Griffer or whatever it was that comes to town. Gr- Grizzly? Um, Grizzly. Or Gri- Grizzle? Grizzle. Um, Grizzle, that's what it is. Uh, okay, we're going we're, we're, we're gonna to have to take this offline because I, th- I think we might be talking about two different things. Um, so. Um, but yeah, so what are you talking about? Uh, I, have, I have an LOL of when uh, uh, Freddie thinks that that girl in the spelling bee is cute, and Frazier's like, "There'll be plenty of women once you win this thing." Oh, God. oh I d- so and, and then Frazier, what is that thing where he wins and he puts his arm around that random woman on the stage? Okay, I missed that part. So, so Frederick wins and he gets up there. He's holding the thing, and I think a a pretty woman gives him the thing, gives him the cup, and then like they take pictures, and she's still up there, and like Frazier puts his arm around her and stuff, and I'm like, what's happening right now? Oh, oh, I must have like looked down to write something looked down. Looked down to write a note. <laughs> yeah, I can understand. There's like a little bit of a laugh there. Like He's like, yes. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what the joke was. It was weird. There was a weird thing about Mar- Martin trying to not sound racist. Oh, so yes, that that's really what I was about annoying. to talk about. I wrote down, yeah. is Martin might be MAGA like we've discussed in the past? Yes. Um, yeah, when he was like, like, can't say anything in this country. I was like, don't you even yeah martin i i I did like the joke where he's like can't say anything he comes back and then (laughs) what is it fraser's like fraser says something like like the the greek the greek words are all this he's talking about the you know words that where their root is greek and he's like the greek the greek the greeks are always trying to to trip you up or something like that yeah and martin's like oh i can't say anything and then he's and then he does the thing he's like not the asian kid and everyone looks at me he's like i said not like it's (laughs) it's yeah i i think Martin may not be MAGA at this point, but it's quickly, you know, as the, the, the wedge is created to where people feel the need to take sides, mm-hmm. I especially think he would have eventually driven that way, unfortunately. I did enjoy... However... Oh, oh sorry. No. I was just going to reiterate what we'd said, so you go ahead. I did enjoy when uh, one of the first scenes of The Spelling Bee when a kid gets out and Fraser says, so long, homeschool. One of my... God. One of my good friends from D.C. was homeschooled, and... Um, he, he looks back on it and like shudders, but also he knows he knows nothing different, so he doesn't have like a lot of frame of reference for like how weird it was. But so we just like always are trolling him with homeschool memes, just about like homeschool kids and stuff. And then he'll like chime in as to what's actually accurate from it because he's like, some of these are really true. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I had one friend who left to get homeschooled, and 
seems to, I mean, I don't really talk to him much now, but like followed him around on Instagram. He's one of those guys on, I feel like he's always like starting a new hustle, but uh. I'm like, I mean, it, it, here's the thing. He seems like a bunch of people I also went to SMU with. So I'm like, <laughs> so apparently like the. The Venn diagram of SMU <laughs> frat guys. It has nothing to do with the fact that he was, he was homeschooled. It was like, this is what he was going to do. Yeah. Where, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it, um, was, it was fun. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll find some of them and post them in the group because I'm not going to be able to to remember them with any sort of accuracy. But they're just they're funny. And th- th- this guy is so nice and, and very well, none of us are normal, but he's, you know, pre- pretty normal now. And we just love trolling him. I'm looking at my notes. The other big note ahead is I if I had not if they had not told me the buzzer like they would they would go. The word is blah, blah, blah. And the kid would start spelling them. And I'm like. I don't, maybe he spelled it right. Maybe oh, he spelled it see, wrong. This is where like, watching it with captions is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, but I like, didn't look like, think about the word when they said the word is blah, blah, blah. I would just start looking at it afterwards. But then it was like, I don't know. I just was like, I, the, the, part of the reason I'm not interested in spelling bees is I'm not a big speller. <laughs> I'm not like a huge fan so of spelling, it, I guess. Is, is this where I get to talk about my history in spelling bees? Okay, good. Um, so I went to <laughs> the, um, District I wide. like how you asked it like I had a choice in the matter. I know exactly. <laughs> did I did I not pause enough in between uh, my you know question and answer? Uh, I went to the spelling bee for all the sixth the graders. Word is rhetorical. And <laughs> Sorry. That, that was that was well played. That was well played. R R H E T O R I C A L. Oh, here now I recognize one of the notes I wrote down when Fraser. When a kid asks for the definition, Fraser's like, oh, he doesn't know it. I'm like, um, no, if you watch the National Spelling Bee, you know that you want to ask for definition, root word, it in a sentence, alternate definition. So Fraser is like such a noob on that. I'm like, Fraser, that <laughs> anyway. Um, I went to all, for, so I went to my first spelling bee in sixth grade. I went to spelling bees three years in a row. My first spelling bee in sixth grade, it was all the sixth graders who went to Lutheran schools in Dallas because um, I went to a Lutheran private school. Handily won my sixth grade competition. I think that was the first year you could go to a spelling bee. Handily won that. Then um, all of the like first, second, and third place. Ryan is over here laughing and. Well, it's just like. <laughs> The most laurelist uh, <laughs> sentence award keeps getting one-upped by the next sentence. If you got first, second, or third place, you then, same day, went to the, like, finals, basically. Fast forward to the end of the finals. There's three people left. Do we think I'm one of them? Yes, I am. Um, as well as someone from seventh grade from my school and someone from eighth grade from my school. So it was a huge deal that wow. all, all the, the winner and the runners-up were going to be from the same school. Um, and then I get into a spell-off with the guy from seventh grade from my school that goes on just for imagined like zoom in on your eyes, <laughs> like and then like squint and then the other person and you're standing across each other. <laughs> I'll have to ask my parents how long it went. Cause I had no concept of time at that point, but it was basically he would spell a word. Let's say he spelled a word and then I spelled a word, but I spelled mine wrong. He would then have to spell mine right and spell the next word right. So let's say he would then spell the word I got wrong correctly, but then he would misspell his word. So then his word would come to me. We went back and forth like this, maybe 45 minutes of just us spelling words. And guys, I hate to say it. I I think it was either that year or the next year where I lost. I came in second because I just basically got tired and like kind of stuttered as I spelled. So it sounded like I added an extra letter. The word was I'm mystical. Ne- I know how to spell mystical. Um, I just M Y S T I K A L mystical. 
There's a rapper called Mystical. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Anyway, I added an extra S. I was like M Y S T I. Like I kind of like said that to myself, but it came out as. Is this the same situation where they were saying like, "Is Niles coming into the room? We need to pretend there was a conspiracy." No. No, but I will say I got a very nice plaque that I got to keep and uh, dare I say a lot of street cred in the hallways of my 200 person Lutheran school. So just uh, if you want to talk to me a little more respect from now on. Um, when you were talking about like go how long you were going, I then imagined you like falling back into the, a, a stool in the corner of the ring with like boxing gloves on, and like immediately everyone's like fanning you, and like you open your mouth, someone just sprays water into the. <laughs> I mean, basically, like, you got her on the ropes, thinking, Laurel. You got him on the ropes. Thinking you just about get in there, it, you're like, though, cut me, cut me. <laughs> thinking about it, they should have given us water, and we should have taken a break after like thirty minutes of like oh. us just going back and forth and spelling. At least I got to sit down in between when it was his turn. But anyway, um, he went on. I think he went on to the like, maybe I think he went on to state maybe and came in as a runner up. So like if the person who went to D.C. wouldn't have gone to D.C., he would have taken his place. You were saying he went on. I didn't know if it was going to be like those like he went on. That man <laughs> is uh, Barack Obama. No, I didn't know. Like, like or something. I yes, don't know, like, Barack Obama and I are a year apart. I couldn't think of that. I couldn't think of someone our age who's like. Like I, I name someone who's our year that's like super like a politician that's not a piece of Pete garbage. Buttigieg. <laughs> there we go. That man was Pete Buttigieg. Bud- so, um, <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. the other uh, the other big note I have is Frederick is taking the smallest scoops ever out of that ice cream when he was going in there, and he had to like make busy time while he was doing his lines, and so he's if you watch him, he's just like. Oh, like taking like super tiny scoops. Yeah. You know, he's like trying to have some like acting business. Yes. Doing something. Do you know, I didn't learn until very recently, like the last five years that that's a thing that actors do like that. They like the reason Brad Pitt's like always eating at Ocean's Eleven is a that was something he learned in like early acting classes, like to do something with your hands and that he was always doing it so much that finally they just like wrote it into part of his character in Ocean's Eleven. That his character's always eating. Well, that's interesting because the story I heard was that they were talking about it at dinner and they were they were taking so long to bring him dinner that so he said, how about if my character's always eating? Like, yeah, like was kind of <laughs> to the staff about like, give me some food. So also, I think he does it because he's like, I like to eat. It sounds good. like I'm hungry. So let's just do that. All his characters now. Yeah, I had we did a uh, some f- guys I worked on with these guys on a like very small like. 15 to 20 grand film when I was in like my fourth or fifth year in college. Humble brag. We, uh, give me a f-ing break. You just went on like a 20 minute tirade about your spelling. Thing. <laughs> give me a break. I'm more. Are you serious? Yeah, make... Are you serious? Can I speak? <laughs> no. I'm more making fun. I'm making You've had fun. your time, madam. <laughs> I'm sorry. You told a 10 minute conversation about a zoom call. It was, it, and everyone there hasn't even gotten to this part because they've rewound it three times to hear the story again. It was riveting. The, no, they aren't hearing this because they stopped listening. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, no. What I was gonna say is like I'm joking because it's like not a humble brag because the movie was so low budget. Oh, yeah, you know, like, so I was more that was, I was paying more in tuition than that budget. <laughs> yes, that's so. It was like the joke was like more on. Never mind. The joke was really more on me calling it a humble brag, and someone took it too far. So we had to audition 
people for this role. And I, I will never forget this woman. Um, this woman came in to audition for one of the roles. And, like, we go, yeah, sure, go ahead whenever you're ready. And she goes, start reading her lines. And, like, nowhere in the script or her lines was it, like, she's making coffee. Or she did something with, like, a pot of water and did the whole thing with, like, her hands going, like, taking a cup out of, of, of a stack of cups, putting it down, moving it, going and getting a pitcher, pouring it into there, pretending to drink it while she's giving this monologue. And we were just like, what's happening right now? Like, it wasn't like she's at a diner or she's making lemonade or whatever, mm-hmm. but she like mimed this whole thing. Did you and hire her? No, but I will never forget it because I was 100% just like, I, I just like, don't look like, like, I don't look like you're going you're thinking what the hell are you doing like look like you know like oh no a gr- wonderful choices you're doing i was gonna here. say she made a choice and uh, yeah. uh are we ready to rate this episode uh yeah um you know i liked it i did have some problems with it like i said i, had, I was very weird about them putting his arm around that woman i'll try and get a screen cap of that and send please it. do um, real quick, LOL, a legit LOL, Don, was when he said, I don't know where ESPN is, and hands the, the, the remote back to Martin. I'm going to give it seven small, tiny scoops of ice cream, I, I think is what I I'm knew gonna you were going to say that. Um, I'm also going to give it seven. I actually liked it more as we talked about it. I'm going to give it seven hideous gold flowers that Roz wears pinned to her sweater. <laughs> um, our next episode is uh, episode 19 of the same season, season nine. I don't know why I said same season, like we skip around season. But anyway, it's called Death Trap, um, which w- I saw that title and I thought it was going to be a little more exciting than it was. But this was a great episode. Oh, okay. April, okay. Se- April 2nd, 2002, while Frazier and Niles uncover a human skull under the floor of their childhood home and let their imaginations get the better of them, Roz's daughter's hamster has died and she is uncertain how to break it to her. So this may have been the first episode of Frasier where I thought I was going to actually shed tears. Oh, about Eddie? When he does the thing, just that sad thing of like, Eddie, come here. And Eddie gets up on his lap oh. after he's explained pet death to As Alice. someone who owns well. a 10-year-old Jack Russell Terrier, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, Ugh! and also I was out of town this weekend. And so Leo and I were just reunited. Oh my gosh, I just said his name and his little ears perked up. Um, yeah, I was. Did anything else move or just his ears? His eyes opened and his ears perked up. Oh, okay. Like, like, like what else? <laughs> well, I, just, I didn't know if he perked up or like, because oh. like, Lady will like, has like only her, her ears will move or only mm. her tail will move. And like, otherwise you don't know that she's <laughs> I, <laughs> noticing I, you at I'm all. now remembering that you've never met Leo, which still seems very odd because um, Leo doesn't have a tail. His tail was docked oh, sometimes. Okay. So he just does a nubbin. Mm. Um, so... My first note on this is Lil Cranes and then followed up with, I would rather have a young Niles show than a young Sheldon. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, although I will Which say I like, my, my parents watch young Sheldon and it is, and so I watched the occasional episode with them. It is very different from big bang theory. Yeah. I saw a clip from it a while ago. Not know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like prep, like not knowing it was Young Sheldon. Like I was tricked. I was tricked into watching Young Sheldon. But it was just like I was like, what is this? I was watching it. And I was like, well, this is a strange, precocious young man, and mm-hmm. this is an interesting little thing. And then it was a little dramatic. And then it was. I was like, this is Sheldon. And I was like, this is very, very. You're right. It is very, very different. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I I don't know. I, I've enjoyed the few episodes that I've watched. I have not actually. I've not. It's not made me want to continue though to watch it. Right. 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 Um, 
Uh, I th- we start with them in Nervosa talking about the fact that they're, the house that they rented for about a decade as children is now up for sale. And they basically decide to potentially become Airbnb owners. They're like, we could buy this it. All gonna be, yeah, and, I thought this was all going to be about them starting an Airbnb. Like, that felt like a very Frasier and Niles thing to do. And that what an episode could be. Yes. And also, like, now I want that episode. Because unlike you, I didn't really like this episode. Um, but Oh, yeah. I mean, I could see that. I, I really enjoyed that when Frasier was like the neighborhood is having what they call a revitalization. And I was like, oh, 2002, yeah. <laughs> how sweet you were. <laughs> well, I mean, they knew their audience. Um, but I, not to contradict you, but what we actually start on is them sneaking into the science room to steal that skull. You're right, for their backyard then, production of Hamlet. And then they drop it. And that's the part I thought was interesting because it, it, it's an interesting way of doing it and not like, they discover the skull and then they reveal to the audience what it is. It's from the beginning. The audience knows exactly what's going yes. on and the humor is in like, so I, I think that's interesting because I think maybe they wrote it a different way and they went and it's like, what would this be like if for, would the audience be on edge going like, did they just really find human remains? Like, would it not be as funny if you didn't know? That was from the science lab. And I will admit, it's a risk for them to start with this. What is what is it called? Like, or no, that that's I was going to say in media res, but that's not what this is. But to have to start with a flashback, to to really have with no n- no context or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely agree. And that was what I thought was kind of interesting. Like, it almost felt like maybe they moved it, maybe not in editing, but like as they were like looking at, they're like, hey, let's put this at the beginning, or yeah, something like that. Um. We also find oh. out at Nervosa that Daphne raised show rats, <laughs> purebred rats. I was debating trying to look up, like I just kind of went, "Nah, I'm not going to do it." But I was like, "I wonder if like these are re- if they just did like fancy dog names in front of the rats, or if like there are actually like Appaloosa rats and things like that." Yeah, I, I was listening to it and I was like, "Some of these don't sound. They sound like dog breeds and like cat, like yeah. Siamese rats and stuff." Um. I, I I did enjoy when Fraser's like, uh, rats were responsible for a plague that kills nearly half of Europe. And she's like, those were common English brown rats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I just, I was like, of course she did. Of course she raised show rats. I forgot why I have this written down other than I remember it was the name of one of Daphne's rats. But in all capital letters, I have Little Lord Pinkbottom, <laughs> which I believe was the, she was saying about that was the name of one of her rats. Uh, so they go to the house that they used to rent. Martin goes with them and they like look around and it's like, kind of under the premise of potentially buying it. And, and the landlord, mm-hmm. the owner is there and is Ted's dad from Bill and Ted. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I have no idea who this person is. Mm. I don't know the actor's name, but okay. I just immediately was like, I know this guy. And then I looked it up and it was like, oh yeah. Um, and he's curmudgeon seems like a little too kind of a word. Oh, he's a he's a jerk. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I also wonder if maybe he's like lost his will to live a little bit. But um, uh, I I enjoy when they they talk about sneaking out to you know chase girls and drink. And Niles is like, what are you talking about, Fraser? We went out to foreign films. Yeah, I give Dad something. Yeah, I lo- I loved that so much. I was expecting it too, but I I really enjoyed it. Um, so while they're there, they realize that they're like, oh, we, we kept something under the floor. Can we just lift up this? Memory box. The, yeah, memory box. He's like, can we lift up this floorboard and look? And the guy won't let him. So, of course, they the next shot is, maybe not the next shot, but then it's them crawling in through the window. I did like, I I've always find this very funny when, like, 
Niles lights the lamp and then clearly stage lights illuminate yes. behind him. Like the timing not, is never quite right with yeah, them doing that. It, it's it's the second time I've really noticed that. The first one being when he unsheaths the new lazy boy and like the light kind of illuminates more on it, which was done kind of for comic effect. This yeah. is just like not quite it's right just staging. Pure laziness. But then they pull it up, and that's when they pull up the skull, and then they. St- this is when it gets really funny for me. I, I really f- found this one very amusing because I like when they zoom in on Niles, and he goes, "Murder!" Like I almost made it into a GIF, like today, like just to share. I might still do it. Please do, and please then, do. And, and then Fraser's like, "Murder most foul." <laughs> it just becomes. Now we've talked about the Crane Boy mysteries before. Yes, 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 yes. It's, yes, it's come up. Yes, it's come up before. And they start referring to it as a Crane Boy mystery because they're talking about like this is where we wrote the Crane Boy mysteries and stuff before they get there. But I like when he's holding up, he's like, someone has died. <laughs> and I was like, good going, Perot. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just, and they're like, well, maybe we should still look around. And then the next shot is like, the wall is ripped. Like, yes! they've gone insane ripping up looking for, for, you know, this this evidence. And then everything they do is so funny and and so nutty of like he's like i found a possible murder weapon and it's like he's like a rock and he goes how do you know it wasn't any of the other rocks down there this one's pointy like like it's just very it's so ridiculous like i was really laughing at this i i i, I just think i you know i don't know if it tickled a specific you know thing for me but i was just like i like this idea of them thinking they're um you know, detectives when a murder has not been committed at all. Yeah, and I, and I guess I also see it as them being a little bit like they never explicitly say this, but that it will ingratiate them to Martin. Like they're going to solve this mm. mystery. Their dad's a police officer, and that's an interesting point. I I don't know if I saw that in this episode, but I think that's a good point of why the Crane Boy mysteries were so interesting to them because it's like. They're doing something their father could be proud of, but they're specifically using their mind to do yeah. it. Yeah. And they're doing it like on their terms and in their own way, which isn't probably as streetwise and street smart as their dad would do it. But I have been looking for unsuccessfully and I haven't done a super big search. I might I might go on Etsy after this. I would love a print that looks like a Hardy Boy cover. But it's but a Crane Boys mystery. Crane Boy mystery you know, or something. I like bet that. you would commission someone on Etsy to do that. Yeah, commissions usually cost a little more. I bet I could. uh, There's all sorts of websites. I love all these websites they have now that are like. There's. Have you ever heard of Fiverr? Maybe. So Fiverr, I have a sneeze building up, so that might happen sometime here. Um, Fiverr is you go on and you basically do really cheap. You ask for really cheap uh, graphic design work from people who are like, doing stuff just like you know. It it, the idea is you can get something for five dollars now. Most decent things are like twenty five or something, mm-hmm. which is still very cheap for graphic design, or even more than that. Like, depend. Like, if you just want something really quick, if I just was like, you know, like, hey, make me one, and they're like, I'm going to send you one copy, and you're going to get what you're going to get, mm-hmm. that would be like five dollars. But like, there's a lot of sites like that where it's like art students who are like, okay. I need to make some money, like I need some prompts. And I need to build, and I need to build practice. up my portfolio, and yeah, like, or even if it's not for a portfolio, it's like decent enough stuff. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, it's it, there's a bunch of stuff that does it. So I don't know. Maybe maybe sometime in the future, Craniacs, you'll hear. We'll post a picture of my um, copy, the, the cover of uh, what is it called? The Unhappy Landing. 
Yes. Well, you, you wrote that down, not me. Um, yes. I, I think the second episode is really showing that I spent all weekend with a newborn baby and flew home yesterday because I think I was You're real right. tired when I watched this uh, episode. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. But I honestly, I... Okay, so I have the next line I have on here is... So I, I like the, the, the Crane Boy stuff. At the end is the police come and, like, are taking him away and then it cuts to... Like, they're like, oh, look, we found a, the... Uh, like we, we, now we can open our memory our, box and we're like, look, it's our program yes. from our backyard production of Hamlet. And then they're like, and you see them both realize it at the same time, which I think is why that joke is funnier without having seen it then. And they're just like, and it doesn't resolve. Like they're just like, well, I guess we owe him an apology, and that's like it. Yeah. And then Fraser turns to Niles, and Mal's like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, and they just kind of walk out. Um, the other half of this is um, Roz comes over while they're gone, bringing Alice because. Alice, the dog has eaten uh, Alice's hamster, and she's like, I need to, you know, I haven't discussed death with her and this. And then, like, they both leave, and then Martin, like, accidentally kind of breaks it to Alice, and then he has to explain, which I thought was a very, like, you know, I, I, I have never had to explain death to a child, so I don't know how good it is for you to just go, like, oh, they went to doggy heaven, and this is, I, I don't know. Like, I haven't done any study on, like, the psychological impact of that mm-hmm. on a child. But I think, like, with the tools um, Martin had, he did a really great job. Like, it was I, very, like, grandfatherly of Yeah, him. I agree. I agree. I, I understand Roz being miffed that he did that. Um, yes. I and But I'm also glad she didn't, like, belabor the point, like, too much. Um, also, yeah. I, kind of, I kind of want to be like, you don't just have one discussion about death with your kid and that's it. They're a little kid. They're gonna. Their questions are gonna get deeper. They're gonna have more things, more questions about death, especially when someone dies. So I want to be like Roz. It's, it's fine. Like, <laughs> do I remember how my parents explained to me that the dog they had before I was born? Will we put him down when he was five? Do I do I remember what they said? No. Right. So, um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought he did a great job um, with that, and, and I. One, one more thing about death and children. Um, no, one of my one of my friends. Um, I don't remember what church they went to, and they lived in Houston. Their church had like a whole um, uh, series, like for parents about like tough conversations with kids. And I remember she was like the one about death. She's like, I was took pages and pages of notes because she was like, it was because her husband's a doctor, and so she was like, you know, we we, we don't want to be dip into like imaginary things about death like oh like they went up to the sky or they fell asleep and they're not waking up she was like no like we want to be practical and like realistic about it but in an age-appropriate way and I just remember she was like other friends of mine have asked for like the notes she took on like how you talk to your kids about death because then they did like both of them lost grandparents and stuff and so it was she was like it was it's really helpful I, I was going to agree with you. The thing I really liked about it was when, like, you know, Roz said, that that's not for you to tell her. That's for me to tell her. And then he's like, it is an accident. I didn't know what to do. And her being like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, not like you're saying, be- beleaguering the point or anything like that. Um, we talked about this last time, but, like, I I think I brought this up. I don't know if I brought this up here on the uh, uh, the Disney podcast, but, like, the Iron Giant being, like, a good tool for, like, if you're ready to show your kids a PG level movie, like it's a good mm-hmm. tool to talk about death on. I think they did a really good job. I don't know if you remember when Mr. Hooper died on Sesame yes. Street. Yes, yes. And Big Bird had to deal with it. Like I think they did a really good job there of like explaining what was going on. But like yeah, like I said, I don't know if 
just like explain there's all these different heavens was like the right thing to do but i thought he like handled it very like you don't have to worry about it and he's you know it's fine because it's you know it's whatever yeah um but then the point when he she's like well will eddie go to doggy heaven and like you see martin go oh basically being like well eddie's not gonna die like yes (laughs) wanting to say that (coughs) excuse me sorry and uh no problem and um and then afterwards him being like come here boy and like getting up on his lap and holding him. And I wrote, I am going to cry at the stupid effing Frasier. Well, and when he said, he's really still just a puppy. And then she, then she's like, how old is Eddie? He's like, well, he's 10 years old. And again, Leo is 10 years old. And yeah, I was yeah. just, again, I think I was too tired to cry, but I was like, Leo is, uh, you know, also Eddie has been replaced on this show yes. because Moose, Moose is passed by this point. No, Moose is, we talked about this. Moose is alive Frazier. until the end of Frasier, but he's not doing okay. any of the active things. Where, where he just has to right. sit there. He still does them. Okay. But yeah, so we're already like dealing with a dog who in real life like is sunsetting. You well, know? And like, I also kind of wanted to be like, how much... I, got, I mean, I guess it hasn't even been 10 years since Frasier the show has been on, but I wanted to be like, how, how old was Eddie when the show started? Does that even track with I, Eddie being I, 10? I would be willing to bet if we went back to early episodes that they're not talking about Eddie like he's one year old or he's only had him for a year. I think it would imply that he's been there for a while. It would be interesting to see. There's the episode about Eddie getting neutered to see if they mention how old he is. Hmm. Because Leo was also, man, Leo and Eddie, so many parallels. Leo was also neutered later in life. He was neutered uh, at the shelter that I ultimately, like the rescue group I got him from, got him from. So, um, yeah, just parallel. So what I'm hearing is that I'm going to get a replacement Leo sent to me to uh, just start doing all the things that Leo can't do as Leo gets older. God, I gotta, we got to bring Tara in for this conversation sometime. I can't remember the exact story, but we went out to uh, Deep Eddie one time and there was a dog there and they were like, oh, what is a schnauzer? So Jane, our friend Jane who loves schnauzers. Oh, yeah went and talked to her and she was like oh that's wizard four or something she goes wizard four he goes yeah (laughs) and it was like apparently they just kept getting like i don't know if there is something it was a lineage of wizards or if it was legitimately just like they kept getting them and eventually like like the joke it was higher than four it was a tall enough number that it was like the kid, he's like, yeah, it's my grandma's dog. And when I realized that she couldn't have had wizard that long, she revealed to me it was wizard five or whatever. Oh my you gosh, that's was like on, so funny. <laughs> they were on like seven or something like that. She she knows the story better because she told them and like, I'm watching. It's one of those things. So my perception of the story is, oh God, Jane's got to go talk to a schnauzer. And then she goes over and Tara's with her. And then like this woman's telling the story and like I can see on Tara's face like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, and I'm like, what is this story? <laughs> I'm like, something's going on, you know. Oh my so gosh. She removes a little better than me, but I think that's funny. Just wizard seven. Or I, I, and also that that tracks with Roz showing up with another hamster and trying to pretend like yes. it's the same one. That's that's, that's we, really funny. We, we joked about my nephew's frog, Hoppy, and I <laughs> made that joke like this last a couple weekends ago when we came down there. I was like, whatever, you know, because like Hoppy my sister swore up and down and still to this day that there were uh, not as many hoppies as I think there were. Now, I think eventually they had a couple, but it was like, I was like, hey, what was that, like hoppy six or seven? And you just see <laughs> my poor younger nephew's brain, like, figure everything oh, out. Oh, no. Go, Wait. And I'm like, oh, Jack, I'm so sorry. I had to find out this way. He's like, 
we did have a lot of hoppies, didn't we? <laughs> and like things are starting to connect. And my sister's still like, no, like she's like holding on to it. But she's like, know. no, we had two. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything else you want to say about this episode? I'm good to rate it if you are. The only thing I wanted to say is the barista that can like make the most complicated coffee that's a little yeah. bit of a thread throughout. I definitely thought it was Will Forte at the beginning from SNL. He's got... Okay, he kind of looks like Will Forte, but he's definitely using the same wig that Will Forte uses in SNL skits. I oh, will okay. believe that to my dying day. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> his name is James Oliver, and I don't, I don't, I didn't look him up James for anything. James Oliver, not not Jamie Oliver, the chef, oh, okay. but, <laughs> and not John Oliver, the host. <laughs> right. Um, um, oh, I also just wrote down back? that. I don't think so. No. Um, I also oh, just want to note. I'm, I'm really glad that they're continuing to let Alice age. Although I do think she's supposed to be a little bit older by this point than she is. But I'm glad she's like talking and they they were giving her lines mm-hmm. and stuff. So anyway, uh, you want to rate the episode? Kid. Yeah, I'm gonna give it seven. Little Lord Pink Bottoms. I like this one a lot. It, I like. I love the crane. the The crane boy mysteries is one of my favorite little things in in Fraser. I think one of the little like subplots. Yeah, you have so really funny. enjoyed that. You have really. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, I mean. I, I think it speaks to something in me, uh, the idea of like something specific you fantasize about as a kid and then being an adult and kind of like indulging in this kind of childhood fantasy thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. it's, 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 I don't know. I, it just probably speaks to my ongoing Peter Pan syndrome, but, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. Great. <laughs> Why'd you make that face? No, I, oh. no, I, I was worried that maybe Peter Pan's syndrome had a sexual connotation. I was not aware of the way oh. he made that face. I was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. It probably does. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I, what, the way I understand it is it just, you know, like men not growing up. Yeah, right. Yes. No, th- th- yes. Th- that's what I think of, too. I think I was I think I was more just thinking, oh, that came out of like nowhere for me. Um, <laughs> but that, I think that's why I connected the Crane Boys thing. It's a lot of fun. I think I'm going to give this five 10-year-old Jack Russell Terriers. Mm-hmm. I think if you were a little more, this is going to sound terrible, but it's not what I mean, but I'll go a little more alert, like a little more like you hadn't come back from a thing. <laughs> Laurel, I think if you just paid a little more attention, you might appreciate this one. I think I think there's a world where you give this a six, but I can understand not giving it more that's, than that. That's fair. Yeah, because I mean, my ratings are very dependent on, I mean, so many factors about when I watch the episode, but yes, um, I do, yeah. I do think I was not in the mood for the absurdity of them doing yes. trying to solve them or it was just a time where i was like i'm not in the mood for this so uh i was i was i was right in the mood for it it, it was weird like I, I, we talk about the second episode drag for some reason both of these episodes just ripped through quickly for me i yeah, liked it a lot i agree um but i would like to reach out to the audience and tell them that if you have an idea for the name of a crane boy mystery novel you should let us know, and there are many ways to get a hold of us. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. At Craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. And you can, you, wherever you're listening to us is the best place to review us. That's right. Review us wherever you listen to us. Give us a five-star review, the highest review possible. It helps our little podcast. Maybe gets a few more Craniacs, uh, you know, listening to, listening to us bi-weekly. But... If you're like, oh, I really want to give him a four-star review. If you're the kind of person, I bet that guy, that father at the Spelling Bee gives four-star reviews. I'm just going to put that out there. Four-star or lower. You mean what Jeff Perry, Perry? Uh, Jeff, Jeff Perry? Perry, who plays Cyrus Bean on Scandal? Yes. If Cyrus Bean, if you want to give us a five-star, uh, four-star or lower review, Laurel may have a better use of your time. Um, I like to think I do. Uh, I am currently kind of in the middle of a book that is... 
Mm. Um, it's called Beautiful Little Fools. It's by Jillian Cantor. And it is the telling of The Great Gatsby from the women's point of view. So we all know the story oh. of The Great Gatsby. We all had to read it in high school. You know, Jay Gatsby, Nick Carraway, I think. Um, I did not, weirdly. Oh, well, the good thing is you don't have to have read The Great Gatsby to enjoy this book. Um, it was recommended via an Instagram account that I follow for book recommendations, among other things. And that was a question a lot of people asked her. And she was like, I don't think so. And then other people were like, I read it and I haven't read The Great Gatsby and I really enjoyed it. But mm-hmm. if you had to read The Great Gatsby in high school, or even if you didn't, if you just kind of are interested in that time frame a little bit, um, it's, yeah, it's basically the, the women in The Great Gatsby. So Daisy Buchanan and her friend Jordan Parker, maybe is her last name. And just some other folks. It's just a telling of, and it's, kind of starts where the great gatsby ends which i'm not going to spoil for you ryan since you haven't read it and i've seen the movie so i think i remember but yeah okay and then like works backwards to go like or or, i'm sorry works backwards is not right does kind of a time jump back and then tries to bring it forward but then also time jumps the whole time back to present day present day of Mm. the end of the great gatsby so anyway how all the characters got to where they were so um Anyway, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's one of these books where, like, I will I read on Kindle, so I don't know how many pages I read. I just know percentage, but like, where I feel like I've read, been reading for ten minutes, and I've read, knocked out like fifteen percent of the book. So um, mm. it's, but it's also a, has lots of good stopping points. I think it's a good summer read. So um, anyway, highly highly recommend. Let's hope after I finish it, I don't change that recommendation. So let me let me ask you a question a little bit about reading. Um, how do you do it? Uh, <laughs> do you, uh, I do know more do words you... than you remember. <laughs> yeah, you know how to spell that's my problem like these words are so big <laughs> um i get milieu mil, mil, was one where i was like they spelled it I'm like oh she got it right and they were like and i was like oh because no. oh, she put in two l's <laughs> yeah i thought there were two l's as far as i knew um and you like how i was uh, like oh she put in two l's <laughs> I know. Listen, this is this I, fe- I feel like you may have rated this episode a little low i think you needed a little you were maybe i think if 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 they had been a little more accurate in where they <laughs> presented the spelling bee, it may have been an eight or a nine for you. If they hadn't have taken liberties with the the Seattle location of the national spelling bee, do you think it might have rated a little higher? I think that my other quibble with it was <laughs> how real quick how Frederick on Q U I B B L E is how Frederick won because the person in front of him misspelled a word. So I think that what happens then is then Freddie has to spell like kind of what happened in my spelling bee. Yes. Freddie had to spell that guy's word and then another word. But I will say the national spelling bee is always changing how like the the like finals are. Like this year it was a spell off. Whoever spelled the most words in ninety seconds won. So like they're always changing how it goes. So like I don't know what it was in two thousand two. So it's it's funny. Well I think that's probably how they've done it a bunch because that's what I thought because he spelled it wrong and then they go, we're going to take a break. And I'm like, is Freddie just going to like walk out and be like, how do you spell that word? Like, cause I thought he would have to come back and spell that guy's word. Yeah. And I was like, that's not right. But anyway, um, do you ever have a thing where you kind of feel like I, I have a bunch of books to read and like, I'm doing that thing where I'm not starting a new book because I keep going like, well, what book do I want to start? And then I just end up on my phone all night and don't actually read anything. Is that something anybody else does where they're almost like, Yes, but what so what I do to get out of that is I grab what I know is going to be an easy read to just get me back into the rhythm of reading. Like yeah, uh, ca- ca- kind of a kind of a beach read. So for example, like well, I- I've been just been like hmm, I've been reading anyway, but I have been reading anyways. But like this weekend when I went to North Carolina, I grabbed a, I brought a physical book cuz I was going to leave it behind for my friend to read. And it's just it's called In a New York Minute and it is just like a rom-com and mm. I 
I was like, I'll burn through this. It'll get me back in the rhythm of reading. And yeah, and sure enough, I did. So I, I saw a, a Twitter post recently that was like five things to remember to help you read or whatever. And it was like, you know, don't do it late. Like, even if you're doing it before you go to bed, like sit in a chair, which I thought was interesting. And hmm. like, which I, I, I'm on the fence about that. But there were things that was like, you know, you know, and it was just kind of like read a book, not a Kindle. Like there's still something different there, which like I'm like, OK, it's, it's just kind of some stuff I agreed with. You know, I like reading books. Um, but one thing I remember him saying is like, if you're 50 pages into a book and you don't like it, get rid of it. They're like, don't. Yeah, I'm I used to be a completionist. And uh, yeah, now I'm like, I'm not writing a report on this. I'm not there's I'm not in session. I'm not in school right now. School's not in session. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, there are some books where I'm glad I gave them up to like a hundred pages. Um, I mean, I guess it, it was more of like a percentage. Thought, right. Like, I think I only do that for really hyped books though. Like I did mm. that for way back when, like the girl with the dragon tattoo. I remember being like, Oh, this book is such a slog. And then yeah, finally like 80 or something pages. in, I was like, Oh, it finally got good. But that's, I mean, that's also a big ask to mm. um, dead wake the Eric Larson book, which I love. It's not that the first hundred pages are, bad it's just that it's so much information that you're like this thing is just an information dump and then finally after 100 pages all the information coalesces into like an actual like chronology of things so the lusitania book yes oh my gosh guys i just i can't recommend it enough i think you have recommended it yeah probably probably because i know we talked about eric larson before Um, well guys uh let us know if you got any book recommendations yeah tell me what i should read next I was just about to say, I'm about to go on vacation. Let me know by the time this comes out, I will be on said vacation. So um, yes. never mind. I mean, you could always post the, the Craniac, say, hey, in our future thing, I'm asking for book recommendations, but I'll be gone by then. No, that's true. That's true. It's a good, it's a good point. That was good thinking there, Ryan. It's a Facebook. It's our Facebook group. You can do whatever we want. Whatever I can do whatever want. I want. I'm the chief of police. Do you know what that's from? It's from Jaws. Anyway, sorry. It's one of my favorite that's, lines from Jaws. That's, I can do whatever the hell I want. That is just like, what a rhetorical question. <laughs> Didn't even get a chance I, to answer it. Also, I've never seen Jaws. Anyway. Um, okay. Um, uh, I, this is a terrible place to leave, and it's really hurting me to not go on anymore. But uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Laurel, who's never seen Jaws. Uh, we're listening. Okay, so Bye here's y'all. the thing. So it starts off on Amity Island. No! No! <laughs>